gardeners. <laughs> right, my kumba yeah. doesn't growing this way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's never quite like just the yeah, cut cut mm. you cut you off if we can help it. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend that for sure. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. And yes, we are gardeners, part of our whakapapa. And part of your journey has been bringing Te Reo Māori back to your whakapapa, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would you be able to talk a little bit through that? Like when did you start to learn Te Reo? Why did you want to do that? Why did you want to pursue that? Yeah, because I grew, I grew up in a household kōrereo. Like, we didn't have reo in my household growing up. By the time I came around, I was, I'm the youngest of my siblings. My kōro on my, on my father's side had passed away already. Um, had my nan on my father's side for a little bit. So she spoke a little bit of reo around us. She could speak the reo. Um, my mother's parents, her mum hardly spoke the reo. Her father did, but he was a canon in the hahi, mihinari. And so the only time I would hear him speaking Māori is full on in a church service. Other than that, he spoke a pretty um, hearty, swearing uh, farm farm <laughs> language, <laughs> mostly to his sheepdogs and sometimes to us as mokopuna. Um, <laughs> but we didn't really get a lot of the real growing up. And, and I think that was amplified to, for my parents, who were the generation that had missed real, had been encouraged not to pursue the deal um that was kind of amplified a little bit by their beliefs at that time when i was growing up they had been caught in, in the um the christian revival it must have been what early 80s or late 70s and so me and my sister were kind of brought up with a re- really hardcore christian values to be honest <laughs> and that that had its part to play in deterring the language in my household as well I won't say that that was the reason, but yeah, it did play its part in kind of deterring uh, a lot of the spaces where we, we could have acquired the real. So that being that, I uh, went through college too, and then, and then funny enough, get to college, and because I was in the accelerant class, I think they called it, we weren't allowed to study te reo. I don't know what happened there, Mount Maunganui College, but that was, what year was, it? That was the go. Oh, I can't remember. Jeez, I can't even remember. Might be. <laughs> A sign of how old I am now. <laughs> um, but that wasn't the go. If you were in the accelerant class, you couldn't actually take te reo as a subject. You could take Japanese or you could take French, but you couldn't take te reo Māori. It was crazy. Anyway, another deterrent. But I think the thing that really kept me hooked on te reo was definitely performing arts, kapahaka. I loved kapahaka. Um, it was the, kind of the only space I was getting te reo from, so it was a bit of a, 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 a lifeline for me, for te reo. And then followed performing arts out of, out of school, met my wife through doing that too, or came closer to my wife, had already met her, both doing kapahaka and Polynesian performing arts. And we went on a couple of world tours, and then we went and stayed uh, away overseas for a number of years in Hawaii. And whilst I was in Hawaii, um, kind of got a bit of a bug for Te Reo there. Funny enough, when we are away from, from, from home and everything that comes with it, we kind of long for it even more, right? And so, yeah, started to have this kind of yearning for the reo, especially hearing Hawaiians speak their reo. And, um, and so that I can definitely say that that had a part to play in it was when I was, when I was away, I kind of got the bug. 
and then um, we got married and we moved away to Hawaii again and then we wanted to have kids and I suppose that was the turning point for me that was the pivot because I, I did I wanted to have my son to, I wanted him to have what, what I didn't have and that was real pivotal for me so that, that actually actually that brought us back home yeah we moved home because of that because both of us had a desire for that um, to have our 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 children grow up with the deal. Mm. I'll probably say I'd still be in Hawaii otherwise. Um, also not bad. <laughs> also not a bad choice. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, because whilst we were living in Hawaii the first time and I kind of got the bug, I jumped on the online course through Roko and it was mean. And that kind of spurred me on. As well as that, I picked up the Rako again, Mauraco, while I was over there too, living with a few of my tuakana who were all pursuing Mauraco. And that got the bug going again. So kind of doing Kapaaka, doing Mauraco. So there's a few vehicles that were kind of spurring, spurring me on towards Te Reo. But it was definitely going, oh, we want to have kids and I want these kids to have the Reo. So we moved home. And, um, and as soon as we landed, I kind of jumped into spaces where I could, where I could get that jumped into courses, Aotearoa, shout out, um, just jumped in there wherever I could, uh, pursued Kapaka as well, because I knew that, that that's always a, a perfect vehicle for the real. Mauraco was going hard at the time, um, and for our Kawariki, it was, it was picking up, and so that kept me, all of these things kind of keep you in the space of the real without like sitting in a class all the time too. So um, those are all lifelines for me. And my mentors that I started to place around me in my life were all, again, because like we said, they're the people that embody those values that you're striving for. They were all real champions. And so just kind of comes with the, with the territory, you know? <laughs> that's what I wanted to be. So that's where you're going. That's yeah. where you're heading. Yeah. And um, so that was definitely the turning point that brought me to, back to Te Reo. And yeah. back to Aotearoa, back home. <laughs> back to Aotearoa, yeah, it was. I, yeah, I've never thought of it like that, but it was it was the deal that brought us home. Mm. We, we could have easily stayed. Hawaii is like Aotearoa, but warmer. <laughs> we'll get lost there. <laughs> we'll get lost in Hawaii. <laughs> um, but did you ever have any feelings, like ill feelings towards your whānau, to real speakers or to... I don't know, the real itself, that it's a, it's supposed to be our birthright, but for the influences we talked about earlier or other reasons, like you had to go seek mm. those opportunities out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't harbour any ill feelings towards, towards my family. Um, only, I think becoming a family man too, you, you just realise that the decisions you make are for the betterment of your family and, and for what the options and the opportunities that you have. And um, I did ha hold a, re uh, a resentment uh, to religion for, for a bit. Um, I've come full circle on that. <laughs> I've gained some understanding, like we do. Um, but yeah, I did, and, and it can, and it kind of popped up a few times. One in my own pursuit of Te Reo, there were some religious, and I won't say spiritual, because there's a difference between a religion and then having a relationship with with Atua, right? Um, but there were some religious factors that kept me or kept the Reo away mm -hmm. from me, distant from me. 
And so I kind of re- did resent that a bit. I came full circle on that and realised it's a part of my relationship too. Um, and then I felt that it reared its head again when later in later years, when I went back digging up, um, I suppose, some of our, our tikanga. Um, and, and these were in hardcore wānanga on the marae. And I found that again, there was religion kind of gatekeeping tikanga, which gatekeeps our real too, because eh? they come hand in hand. The yeah, the mātauranga yeah. just had this big blockage, and I did find religion at the centre of that again. And so, again, I, that's probably been, um, yeah, to answer your question, that would be the only resentment that I've had towards something that I felt has, um, has hindered or um, distanced, me, distanced me from the real. Yeah, it's kind of been that religious irk, yeah. And you're not the only one who has felt that or feels that. Yeah. Like I have some whakaro yeah. <laughs> about it. Um, and quite a few comments that I see and even receive uh, on my posts are about people who have grown up in the church or with religion mm. and trying to reconnect and they're so conflicted. Yeah. So, yeah, do you have any kōrero heiakiaki? Because some, and I feel aroha for our whānau in this position, or they're like, oh, I'm just cutting all ties to it because it's in this aspect. And I don't know because it's not my experience, but so it sounds like maybe you could offer some (laughs) wisdom or maybe some (laughs) some pātai that our whānau who are familiar with this uh, topic that they could think about or whānanga with to help? You know, I think it's, we just need to draw a line and to really define religion. Like, uh, define that for yourself where the, the, what that looks like, what religion looks like, as to what you feel your relationship with God looks like. Because it will most likely be in the Christian faith that we're having this, this tussle, right? We've got a religion, so I just want to be clear there, that kind of states you will have no other gods but me. That's that's one aspect as to why we can get in this argument with ourselves about what's right and what's wrong. We've got a religion that prescribes that. We've got a colonization, especially of our real, that has taken kupu like atua, um, tapu, and associated it with biblical terms. Okay, so that's a real, that's, that's a, 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 a first thing that you probably want to um, look into and find some understanding for yourself. Because our concept of atua, and this is just me for me speaking from um, the people that have given me insight into um, atua Māori especially, um, at a time from me coming out of a, a Christian household and then finding that ill and on my path, right? So I've had this big tussle. Um, but the understanding that feels is right for me is the relationship that I have with Atua Māori. And I'm claiming back that kupu. Atua is, an, is a kupu from Te Ao Māori that was taken and associated with the Christian God, Right? For whatever reason, the Atua Māori that we all know, they're in my whakapapa. You know, so my relationship with them 
It's a connection that I have. Ah, whakapapa nei. They're tupuna of mine. It's just trying to draw uh, a definition there. Mm. Yeah. I can still have a relationship with this God, with mm. God. Yeah, because even, even I, I don't even like saying, like, for instance, Tafiri Matia is the God of, of the wind. That, that, what is that? He's the Atua. There's, there's probably isn't an English equivalent for that kupu. So this, this is really the crux of where it's all begun, right? But I, I mean, being a believer, I, I do believe in God. I do believe that there is that only that one God. That's just me. But Atua Māori isn't that. And that's the definition that I've made for myself. And it's easy once you've got that too. Because then you realise you can have a relationship, if you're like myself, with God. And I can also acknowledge Atua Māori because it's a whole, di- it's like two different worlds, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that says one has power over the other. I do believe that there's one God. Yeah. I do believe that there's Atua Māori. And that's my, that's my undertaking, that's my understanding of it. Right? Yeah. Because of that, it does allow me, and I'm, I'm really grateful for that lesson that actually came um, on a random trip back from Te Uruera. <laughs> I was um, gonna say not more Hawaii stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 to which I actually came back and went and shared it with a few of my other two kind of who I, who have I found in the same position and just went, man, this understanding has kind of unshackled me, right? Um, because it allows me now to be able to walk in both of those spheres really confidently and just without any misunderstandings for myself. Then you can kind of really um, progress in each space. So yeah. you kind of only do a limited amount of growth in each space because um, you can't have a full relationship with God because you're confused about your Te Māori and you can't have full capacity in Te Māori because you've got this confused relationship yeah. with God, right? So, yeah, I had to find that, my own understanding in that. And that starts to just clarify a few few other things that follow on from it. But that'll probably be my advice is just to kind of identify those two worlds. Oh, maybe you're wrong. Kupu there. But those those two relationships for you, for mm. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because then, it can get pretty personal for you, depending yeah. on what your belief is. Yeah, and that level of connection. And it's kind of like the problem with anything te ao Māori is that it's being made to fit yeah, into those absolutely. colonial constructs. And, and straight away we have a misconception, we have miscommunication, um, and all those other things that come with a it, right? A lot of mist. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of missed the mark. <laughs> Absolutely, and and so because and that's the thing too, um, religion, which is man-made, right? Is it all, it's always going to fail. Man, man's so fickle. Like at one point in man's life, he will fail, right? That's not that shouldn't be um, like put over the top of God. God's obviously never going to fail you, but man definitely will. When man is created religion so that's the part i'm i'm, I'm i've cut out but i can still have that relationship mm. and um yeah and i've just found that yeah it's kind of gone from level to level because you can level up once you've got an understanding and a peace yeah. the peace and understanding that comes with it. yeah yeah that's yeah. a tough one though mm. because our, our tupuna um, they they swarmed to Christianity in its first instance because of the core values that it has, right? 
And those are the so the intentions of these movements are, are really honorable, right? They've got the right motives at heart. They've just had mankind at the helm. Yeah. Who can easily mess it up? <laughs> and he has. We, we can't deny that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the intentions there were beautiful. And that's the only reason our Tupuna would go, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I agree with that. Manaki yeah. Tangata. Yeah. All those things, Rangatira Tangata. Yeah. Oh, such a really cool wānanga, and that's something that I've always been curious about is how uh, our people, especially those who are so plugged into mm. te ao Māori, also have this relationship with something that's caused a lot of pain yeah. to our people as well. And that's probably one of the better descriptions of how yeah. to manage that space, I think, and I think it'll help a lot of our Whānau, yeah. also going through that wānanga. Yeah, because like, I, I can tell you right now, <laughs> the things that they've, they've got them wrong, and the, say, for instance, the parts they've had to play in colonisation, mm. that that is a religious, that's a religion getting it wrong. Yeah. you know. And I agree with that. That mm. religion definitely got it wrong. But the faith that they're talking about, mm. that that's kind of never yeah. failed Māori. Yeah, and very easy to... Not just with religion or the church is another distinction yeah. that I've come to appreciate because there's one thing, maybe more than one thing, <laughs> that they did to our tupuna, mm. for example, that all of it is yeah. has to go. Has to go. Or yeah. You have to choose one or the other. Yeah. But that still, I think, is really colonized thinking and that we're trying to fit yeah. to our Māori, which is so different yeah. to this colonial. Western model that's been brought over here. Yeah, and I think I I like the things that are Māori about it. You know, I could. It's probably a way to sum it up. Is that mm. yeah, I really like the things that I believe are really Māori about it. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just because they align with what I know are core values of of Te Ao Māori, our foundational values of mm. of how we sit in our space. You know. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I feel like this is <laughs> going to be part one of a few. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Probably because of my waffling. <laughs> <laughs> Too many trips to Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> no, but I also wanted to mihi to you because um, I think just in what you've shared today and other things that I know about you kind of personally is that, yeah, you show up and you're like a marae man, whānau man, mm. kaupapa, um, ran, and did mahi with council, and that you have so many poor time, one love as well. Um, it shows, or it's an example for me, and my tāne for sure, <laughs> um, and many others that with the kind of lives we choose for ourselves, like it doesn't yeah. just have to be one or two things. Like you can yeah. be passionate about many things and in your own way, find what works for you. Um, but so how do you balance, because this is kind of good, deep, thought-provoking wānanga, but then you can go be the biggest hype man for 30,000 people, you know, in one life. <laughs> Which I love, by the <laughs> yeah. way. That's a, that's a and, great job. And then with kapahaka and then on the marae, how do you do it? Well, they have the same core values, which requires you to, to carry yourself in the same manner as well. It's definitely... I suppose a, a life lesson and understanding that's come about for me is, is, is humility, right? 
It's to carry yourself with humility in these spaces. It requires you then to put others first. Yeah. I think when we really noho mahaki, um, we come to a position of kind of seeing ourselves in the spectrum of things. When, you, when, you, when you've really come to a position of humility, um, and this definitely fits in with whakapapa, you know, because that's the underlying, the core understanding of whakapapa for me is, is humility. It's a reminder of how we're supposed to be in our space. You know, there's, there's these lessons that come with whakapapa, and this will join, hopefully, to what we're talking about. Um, you know, and the first one is obviously whakapapa is there so that we can understand who we are. Yahumai mm. ihia. Um, so we get this understanding of identity first. That's probably one of the first blessings of whakapapa. And then I suppose the purpose to your whakapapa, and secondly is what we learn is whakapapa is, is here to connect us, right, with people and with place and with space and with stories and with history and with the, and with the people coming too, with the future. So it's connection. But I, what, I, what I do truly believe is that um, what whakapapa does it gives you a sense of humility. It, it allows you to see te tangata noho iti nei kia mōhioia ki te, te nui o tōna ao. It, it gives you a, a, the ability to kind of see where we fit. And then when we, when we do get a sense of that, you, you know then, you're required then to put others and everything else first. It comes ahead of you, right? Mm. So that's why humility is so important, is because nā te mahaki, te noho iti, ko te nui. We're just able to um, put things in the right order. Yeah. You know, and, then to put, and that means to put people first. And so I suppose what all those things have in common is they just require whoever's in that position, whether it's me or whoever, to put other people first because if you're running for council, that's why you're doing it, for instance. If you're speaking on your marae, that's why you're doing it. You know, even in the case of one love, you need to be able to put 30,000 people first, right? You're thinking of what they would like. What, what do they want to feel? How do they want to feel? What do they want to listen to? This is half the time. <laughs> you're telling the <laughs> DJ, like, don't play that, play this. No. <laughs> um, all of those things, but it, it is, and it, it's this. It requires the same um, driver, mm. yeah, and the same understanding too, because you can't do any of that without humility. Mm. Like you just, it won't work. You know, people won't feed off it. Like they'll, um, they'll pick it up. They'll pick it up. They'll pick up the sense of like, uh, or, or pride, or whatever you, however you want to um, describe it. Mm. But people feel it, man. People feel when you're not being genuine. And I do believe that being genuine comes from a space of, of, of humility because then you're able to serve. Yeah, then you're able to serve. And that's basically all you're doing is just servicing, whether it's the hundred people on the marae, the um, thousands of people across your rohe and your council district, or the 20,000 people at One Love. Mm. Yeah, you, and people feel that first and then they hear it and then they, yeah, yeah, and the rest is just building from there. But I suppose that's what I do believe all of the mahi and kaupapa I take part in 
it requires me to step into that space with humility. Because heaps of other things come from that too, to enable you to do the mahi. Um, like you can extend grace then to people as well that need it. <laughs> because you're, you, you kind of can't, now you, you're in a better position to understand, you know, you're not coming from this kind of high horse looking down. You're just putting yourself in a position that I believe our tupuna kind of left whakapapa there for that reason. Mm. Yeah. Because we kind of learn it in that order. And there's a few key markers in there. Like when we learn whakapapa like in a tātai, you know, one of the first lessons I learned was never end at you. You know, like if you haven't had kids, end at your mum and dad or your koro. People don't need to know how that comes down to you. The fact that you can recite it means it's yours, right? It's, it's unsaid, it's an yeah. unspoken. If you have kids, come to them. Mm. Don't end at you. You know, don't ever end at you was the was always the number one rule I was taught when I learned first learned fucker papa. Right? And then we learn all these other tata and how we connect to them. And that you'll hear that. That's the expression of fucker papa you'll hear on the Marais, mm. how we can connect you here. But that's to make you feel empowered, right? Mm. Which again, to do that, I'm required to now speak from a position of humility. And we are so grateful to have you here. You know, and then, then they feel connected, right? Mm. So then it's playing its purpose. It's all just a reminder of doing that in every sphere of our being. And, and then you're able to step into a space, knowing your whakapapa, so the confidence that comes with that. Um, being able to connect people, so now you're collectivizing, right? And then it just serves as another reminder of how humility fits exactly like the core of all of that understanding, because we can't do it without that. Can't do actually any of it. All of the values, if you think about it, all the tangas, <laughs> they actually require you to do it from a position of humility. Yeah. Because then the service comes, the servant heart, then the mahi comes, right? Mm. Um, but manaki tangata is straight up. That's you putting other people first. Mm. Kaitiaki tanga is you putting the taiao first or what the resources, because it ain't yours. You're just... You got it from them above you and you're going to make sure it's around for them coming behind you, right? So again, it's me not thinking about me. And in this world, right, everything is self-centered. So everything is absolutely opposite to how we're supposed to be um, working and, and, and sitting in this world of ours, this Māori world of ours. Because everything on social media wants you to do the best for you put me 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 first mm. how how am i winning today the hustle you know we're only hustling for ourselves right it's all self-driven and yeah. self-centered well the maori world is exactly the opposite <laughs> <laughs> you know it's or actually everything else everyone else mm. everything else first yeah yeah and you know the position of arangatira he didn't get there because he was just self-directed and self-driven but the people put him there because they found a person who would always put them first. Mm. So everything reverberates and reiterates that same understanding. It's crazy. But I think, so, yeah, that, that would be what I'd say for all the hats I try and wear is what I try and carry in common throughout all of them. And, it, it, yeah, it allows you to grow too. Because like we talked about at the start, you might step onto some of those stages and not quite have the, the capacity, right? Mm. At the very beginning, but if you're doing that with humility, your your ability to grow is it's huge. Yeah. If you're doing it without humility, oh, you're you're probably gonna fail. 
Well, if you did fail, you wouldn't be able to get the growth. You'd probably walk away and never try it again because it hurt your pride so bad. Yeah. But when you do it with a position of humility, you're, you're resilient too. Mm. You, you become resilient because you've kind of done it from a space of, yeah, um, grateful, gratefulness as well, appreciative mm. of the opportunity. Yeah. And then it kind of lifts the pressure off those situations mm. and you can, you can kind of just be you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it works a treat. I try and put it everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely from the outside looking in, bro. It's a cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> because they seem like such different forms yeah. or such different copa, but, but really when you just explain the thread. Yeah, and it is. It all of them. It's like, oh, of course. Yeah. And you can, it literally is a cheat code. You can apply it in a, in a number of spaces. There's spaces where they won't let you cheat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely been the uh, building block um, for myself in, in building um, my life to date and, and even into the future now. Like future steps have kind of been built out of that same understanding. Because it really is, it's just an understanding of where we fit and it allows you to kind of carry yourself with that humility no matter where you go. And it allows us to release things in their certain areas and acknowledge other things in those in the areas mm. they should be acknowledged. In Tao Māori, that's a big one. Like the whole issues around mana whenua now that have resulted from a broken treaty settlement process really, um, where people are overlapping, overlapping interests and like overclaiming. You know, if we really know our whakapapa, and then we're really coming from a place of humility, we'll know when we get to that space what flag to raise and the stories to acknowledge mm -hmm. in that area that acknowledge the whenua. So it allows us definitely to work and walk in Te Māori a lot better. And that's obviously going to work in the wider world as well. So yeah. it's kind of a trait from there that allows you to kind of walk confidently in the rest of the spaces you need to, no matter what it looks like, mm -hmm. whether it's a crazy stage or a small marae or... At home with your whana. Oh, at home with your whana in a room full of professors. <laughs> <laughs> the latest photo, <laughs> which we'll get into, I think, in our next corner. Yeah, but just I looking know. at the time, and you've got another hui to get oh, to. Nah, tino kāhe kupu iaku mihi kia koe te whānui te hohoru o ngā mihi kia koe me ngā uh, mōhiotanga, ngā māramatanga, kwa whāriki hi e koe i te rangi nei. Hans, big mihi to you for sharing probably just what is a little <laughs> bit of your story and the life that you've cultivated and created for yourself with whakaawa and with your whānau and with that support system. And I just have one pātai to finish yeah. off our kōrero for today. Uh, which is, uh, what partai would you like to leave uh, with our whānau who are tuning in? Something to think about or provoke thought in them? Hmm. That's a hard one. What partai? 
Or while that's marinating, yeah. um, <laughs> the show is called The Whakapapa Effect. Yeah. Right? The effect that Whakapapa and how you've described it today is beautiful. I'm going to be adding that into my little <laughs> yeah, blurb. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hope it hasn't been waffled. Sometimes in the communications buzz, you can talk and not actually know that if you're making sense. But, um, the yeah. opposite of iti te kupu nui te kōrero iti te What does that mean to you? And then follow that up with um, something you'd like our whānau to think about. Yeah, I, um, I suppose the whakapapa effect for me has, has kind of been what I've described, which is an understanding of self, um, an understanding of, of connection um, to place and people and space and, um, yeah, time as well. And the understanding for me, which is really paid paid off has been that understanding of, of te ngākau mahaki um, as an enabler for us. And I, I suppose that might just ask the question is, what ha, what are you doing or what have you done for whakapapa? I think that might be a good question. Yeah. yeah. Because that reciprocation is a must, right, in te ao Māori tautu too. So as much as what whakapapa has given, yeah, what have you given back? Or can you give back? That might be my question. Oh, and we're just going to leave it there because I'm already... I can yeah. feel my brain. <laughs> going to be a good conversation with myself yeah, in the car uh, on the way back. Yeah. Uh, oh, kanui te mihi kia koe te tingani. Uh, ko te manako ia ka pai, ka aio, uh, ngā mahi kei mua i te aroaro. Uh, I roto i tērā whare o te whakaaro nui. Uh, so thank you again for sharing your time. Glad this was something that aligned for you to share your energy with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll be yeah keeping an eye out on what you do and totoko however I can as well. Thanks for your totoko uh, for this kaupapa. Anytime. Yeah. yeah kia ora. Kia ora. <laughs>